0: Hello everybody. Welcome back to Desert Streaming. Hi Katie. Hello Marco. We're super excited today because we have these wonderful guests, Abby Ford and Dean Greer. Mm, hello. hello. It's great to have you guys on. Happy great to, be to be
1: on here. your amazing podcast, yes, Increasing you. in Listeners by... <laughs> The week? (laughs) Yeah.
2: We'll go with that. The numbers tell a different story. The numbers would say the opposite. As they say, numbers lie. Numbers always lie. That's the famous saying. We
3: don't look at the numbers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we definitely don't.
3: Although,
0: this is a cool fact. There was somebody who tuned into our podcast in June... From the Vatican,
3: no way. Yeah.
2: Pope Francis, welcome I've, listeners. I mean, was we that don't you? we
0: don't know who it was, but it shows us the location where people tune in from.
2: But it was a one and dunner, so <laughs> they didn't like it. Whatever, it was. somebody <laughs> send the Vatican.
0: It was on the LA Dodgers. Dis- that one, yes, that's get, what they listen. Get listened. Francis on the phone.
2: Francis, call him up.
0: <laughs> oh, so this week's really fun. Um, if you're an American, because it's Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. I love Thanksgiving.
3: I'm so grateful.
0: Do you like Thanksgiving, Dean? I do. I feel like it's your favorite holiday.
3: It's not.
2: Yeah, what a weird <laughs> insight to have about someone that's wrong. <laughs> why okay, why do you think it's Dean's favorite holiday?
0: I don't know. He's I just never wanted. I just wanted to say intimated us. It's like it's kind of like Fourth of July. <laughs> is that your favorite holiday? <laughs> just give it up. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Do you like Thanksgiving, Katie?
2: Um, n- <laughs> Not really. Honestly, it's one of my least favorite major holidays. Why? I don't like the food. Even though my mom's a very good cook, I don't like the food.
0: Wow. Yeah, I- Annette, I hope you're not listening. Yes, she's not. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can say anything I want about my family because that's the one family in the world that I know is not listening is my own family.
0: <laughs> We're going to get a comment from Annette.
2: No, my mom's a great cook. I just no, don't like is. Thanksgiving yeah. food. And I don't like eating. I think like you eat at such a weird time. Mm-hmm. So your days are on this, but like you're pretty hungry before, but then you have a big meal at like three, then you're kind of sleepy, but then it's like 6 p.m., and what do you do?
0: Abby, do you like Thanksgiving?
1: I'm same as Katie. I'm having Mexican Thanksgiving this year. Ooh, it's gonna be Olé, olé, olé. Okay,
0: I guess I'm the only American oh, at okay. the table. You're not having Mexican. Thanksgiving. I No, I'm a Mexican, and I'm not having Mexican Thanksgiving. I'm having American Thanksgiving. You could say
2: Abby is culturally appropriating, Very. Maybe she's gonna get canceled. And that is our next podcast is canceling how life. Abby got Abby canceled. Can- <laughs> Cancelled. I done. love
0: Thanksgiving but who cares? Why do you love it so much? Oh, because it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of the prelude to Christmas. You know, I love the food.
1: That means you like Christmas. Yeah. No, I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving as a
0: prelude to Christmas. (laughs) So how
2: it's a prelude because. Because
0: it's this, it's getting you into the seasonal tone. Uh, Ah, uh-huh. Okay. And then I love the food.
2: Yeah. You are a big foodie. I
0: love Thanksgiving What's your
2: favorite dish?
0: Um, Ooh, well, I'm a big fan of mashed potatoes, and uh, my family does like a broccoli salad. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds that doesn't sound good. At yeah, at no, all. but, but disgusting. it's it's, yeah, de, it it it's so delicious. Horrible. And then uh, the turkey, if you do it well. Although turkey's interesting because it's a very lean. It yeah. could mm-hmm. be good.
2: I don't think it's ever great. I've never been like, yeah, dang this turkey. <laughs> It's not like a steak Can or we do like burned leftovers for <laughs> seven days. days. Dang, <laughs> this turkey was so freaking good. It's like, oh, it was a little dry. Or <laughs> right, it's, oh, it's
3: only d- good with the gravy. Gravy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 gravy. Okay. So, well, today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about holidays, um, especially when it comes to difficult family dynamics. So, yeah, we're talking about how wonderful Thanksgiving is, but or Christmas, whatever holiday you're considering with your family. But it can ask, it ac- actually be a really difficult time for people, especially in our world. And I'm thinking of a couple friends that I have who have taken stands as Living Waters leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily have children that are LGBTQ plus identified who are coming over and anxious about that. But they have siblings who are really vehemently against the Christian understanding of what it means to be human. And they have taken stands and it, it's put them in a kind of in a corner with their family. So, yeah, um, I mean, it sounds like I'm the only one at the table who likes Thanksgiving, but th- holidays are <laughs> great <laughs> until like, it brings holidays. in like a difficult family dynamic. Sure. So we want to talk about that today. Like, how do we navigate that? Mm-hmm. And we have here Abby Ford and Dean Greer because they are really, uh, Abby oversees Desert Stream Care. Dean Greer is real the, a- the agent of Desert Stream Care here at Desert Stream. And uh, it's, an, it's a, a newer on-ramp. It's been around for how long, Dean, now? About a year, about a year, oh, wow. where we we offer some really great stuff, which we will link in the show notes because it's it's really a great opportunity for people to tune into online resources. But we have them on because I think they'll offer a, a, a special insight into this question. Yeah. So we'll just open it up. Like, what do you what do you say to people who are are looking at Thanksgiving and or Christmas and thinking? I'm not very merry about these upcoming events. I'm, I'm quite anxious about it.
1: You know, I'll start by saying maybe one thing that just comes to mind, but in my work as a therapist, you know, you're walking with people in this healing journey. They're, they're getting freer, et cetera. Almost inevitably when someone not, you know, holidays not included, but when they go home for the holidays, just someone making progress, in in their own well being when they go home there's always setbacks because all of the family dynamics mm-hmm. come back yeah. and so I just have to say I mean even if it's not something contentious or issues that are real struggles within the family or the Christian culture morality it, being with our family of origin it just stirs up stuff so yeah. I think just knowing that at the outset whether we're in a great place or whether we're just kind of growing in our own well being being back with our families though we love them in fact they they give us such security in many cases it's like this is mm-hmm. these are the good people in my life or mostly good but we have i think things that start to pop up that even we thought gosh i was really free of this or mm-hmm. that wasn't so much my struggle anymore so i just think baseline we need to know that when we're back in familiar but maybe maybe relationships that have complicated layers to them there's going to be things that come out so just Mm. knowing that from the get-go we need to all be aware right we're we've got stuff going on when we're back in our family family dynamics family of origin yeah it's just not
3: going to be easy i think with the parents that i work with in oasis the group that we do for family and friends there's there's a desire to gather um just to know that light of all the differences we are still a family mm. and being a family in and of itself is, is such a valuable place of security for people um but there's also a lot of fear and trepidation going into it because the conflict is inevitable
0: yeah um just make sure that you're you're square on it yeah,
2: yeah i think it's a good reality check whether you're saying it's like you know you might have be getting healed and you might be so optimistic for your wayward son or daughter (laughs) to return but to know that it's not going to be kumbaya everything's like no we're not going to be around the christmas tree singing like Mm -hmm. a good christmas (laughs) tune right it's reality you you are coming into dynamics that have existed for a long time and i mean i know i love my family we're pretty functional I would say but you just become who you were like I my brothers all kind of devolve into being 13 year olds and then I'm the only girl 11 year old so yeah and that's a great family so you kind of come back to where you were you know like it's like whoa I feel like a kid again but it's also like reality check like it's gonna be hard it's even if you're so healed your family's not going to be like, wow, usually typically they're not gonna be like, wow, you're so healed. Let's change all the ways we (laughs) talk to each (laughs) other and interact. Let me bless this new side of you. Maybe a good family, a really whole family, but you kind of just have to be realistic. So it's not sort of, I'm misty eyed, you know, in the first 30 seconds because they don't, they're not treating me like I thought they would. So that's right. a kind of a good just note. Yeah, good reality check. I mean, I know even as I, like in my
1: early 20s, when I became a Christian, really was zealous in my faith you know i'm going home and i'm wanting to implement like all of these new little prayer rituals or like you know let's just be a little bit more Mm -hmm. together this year and the rest of the family's looking at you like no yeah not really interested that's bizarre (laughs) you start realizing oh yeah okay we've got to find our way as a family and it's not going to be right like you say katie kumbaya yeah
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's an opportunity just to acknowledge that we love one another we disagree on a lot of things but that doesn't distort our love.
1: Absolutely. I do think also it's like, you know, for those of us maybe that are the Christians in the family and others are mixture at the very best, perhaps, or at the very worst, like totally anti the Lord. They don't want anything to do with him right now. I think approaching family time, whether holidays or not, just with this kind of generosity, this hospitality, if you will, that says, you know what, I can't expect you to be where I am, but I, I am going to be clear where I am and who I am and who I pray to and what this holiday is about for me. I, I'm going to be clear about that, but I'm also going to have a generosity that says, I see where you are. You're not really mm-hmm. where I am. So mm-hmm. can I, can I have a little bit of largess? Can I be more, uh, present to you in your process than I am mm-hmm. to my ideals or my romanticized view of how this relationship should be right now, today, this holiday.
0: Now let's like go into a couple scenarios. So like let's say we have a couple parents who are listening and their their gay identified son comes home, and is bringing um, his partner with him. What are your, what are some advice? some 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 um insights into that situation that you can offer to some of our hearers
3: well i think it's important just to to in respecting your your child you know you want to respect their friends mm. um i think it's it's important to respect um people for being people mm. and i think um in most cases the the child knows um, what would be acceptable and what not, but mm-hmm. if it's not clear, I think it's important to establish some boundaries um, when appropriate mm-hmm. you know related to what what their relationship is looking like in the house you know at the dinner table with with the younger siblings or the you know the people that um, are there and I, I think it's it's important to um, establish, um, an opportunity to extend love, to to be respectful. Um, I, I had a mother once tell me that early on, the Lord told her that it was it was important for her to love her son's lover. Um, pray for the son's lover. Mm. You know, respect and honor the son's lover. Because honestly, the, the son's lover may be the very person the Lord uses to bring her son mm. back to him, mm-hmm. you know, and there's an important opportunity to um, just to, to bless the good of this person created in the image of God sitting at my table, you know, and yeah, so that would be mine.
2: Would you suggest if you have a, you know, loved one coming home with a <coughs> partner,
3: <clears throat> to have oh, no.
2: that sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> partner, no would you suggest a conversation beforehand so saying like oh you need to set boundaries i mean obviously that would be case by case but do you think that's a worthy conversation to have before mm-hmm. your daughter comes home with her girlfriend to lay that out before it's thanksgiving at five o'clock and cousins are running around yeah
3: absolutely i mean uh, hopefully the son doesn't doesn't arrive home unexpectedly with right with their friend in tow, that would be a hallmark know. movie. Exactly, <laughs> surprise! Uh, a, a comedy. Um,
2: well, the hallmark movies typically aren't funny, <laughs> even when they try to be.
3: Um, yeah, absolutely. Really lay out the expectations beforehand.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely agree. I think if just for everyone's well-being, when we know what's expected of us, when we're communicating in advance, there is something of. I'm not so afraid of what may come at me. It's like if I've talked to my children, perhaps like, you know, you, yes, you can, you can bring this person home. Happy to meet them. Happy to meet your friend, you know, whatever language you might use. You know, I, I also want you to know that in our house, you won't be sharing a bedroom and that's just going to be our kind of family. It's our family rule. It's our house rule. And so we just need to know that up front. And then if you know, people can have their own free choice. They can make their own decisions based on what our boundaries are. Mm-hmm. But I think if we don't communicate those, both both with clarity and with a confidence, like I'm allowed to have a boundary and I'm allowed to communicate that. And I can do it with such graciousness and love, but also establish something. I think most kids, not all kids, but most kids can have some semblance of respect for a, a family member that's just saying, here's my limits. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm not willing to do. And I think that helps to do well in advance of the car drive the, yeah, the drive home for the holiday.
0: And I, I would imagine like that's something that you would do prior to the holidays, right? You would have that conversation with them and and if let's say they're 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 not willing to respect that boundary, get a hotel room, like what what would you suggest?
1: I don't even think you make suggestions. I just think you say things like this is this is what we expect. This is what our house rule, quote unquote, is and then you decide mm. like we just give people the dignity of their own choice and and ask for them to respect our choices and they can make decisions. So if that means get a hotel or if that means don't come, I mean, it, it's sad. We would grieve if there's losses because of those boundaries being set. But I think everyone I think everyone has a, a greater respect for each other's
2: differences when we're clear.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, go
2: ahead. Yeah, I just have a question, kind of referring back to Dean, but sort of, okay, I want to love, I want to be loving towards either my sort of LGBTQ identified child or their partner, significant other. So what are some, because that's that's great, but loving someone well in their sin can be complicated. Sure, right? I mean, you yeah. could be either too loving and become kind of almost condoning, but you could also be kind of withholding. And that would be just as disastrous. So what are some, as much as you can give practical love (laughs) tips, (laughs) like what are some tips like, oh, these are good ways to sort of interact. But maybe more importantly, what are some things you could try to avoid as a parent or even a relative of someone who's in a lifestyle that you just disagree with? What are some kind of good ways to engage? And what would be some potential pitfalls that are easy to fall into if you're kind of not thinking about it so closely i know it's kind of a hard question but no
3: one of the pitfalls i see parents falling into is is giving in to the expectation that if if you love me you're going to agree with what i agree with and if you disagree you don't love me and that's that's a a very loud threat that um gay activists often throw our way um but there's there's not a lot of truth in it Right. Because, I mean, think about how many things you disagree with about, you know, my own life. You know, and yet you still love me, right? I, everybody at the table loves me. Yes, um, You don't, yes, a, you don't agree <laughs> with, uh, with many you. things that hmm. um, that are a part of my world, but I know that that's, that's life. And we can love each other without having to agree with every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say be aware of, of what bait you take or don't take in conversations. I think in many ways, you know, as we're engaging with, with ones who have different opinions than us, but that might be coming in a little fiery, like they're ready to, to debate us about our stance on LGBTQ, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we can say, you know what? I'm not going to come under someone else's lead when you're picking, partic- picking at particular topics. And I, I think you can have some strategies in mind. Like if someone were to bring up, well, what do you think of us? Or how is this for you? I think just know, like communicate clearly. It's very hard for me. You, you can be honest without mm-hmm. being embittered or overly emotional and dramatic. We can just communicate clearly. Like this is very complicated. This is difficult for me. Um, and, and maybe even just being able to be honest if, if our child is acting out or being crazy with their partner, so to speak. It's like, well, can we confront that? maybe pulling someone aside and just having a little mm. conversation, saying, hey, this isn't working for us right now. We're getting a little too fired up. Why don't we take a break? You know, just normal conflict relationship mm-hmm. skills that I think can diffuse certain scenarios if they're becoming inflamed. You know, at the dinner table, someone's bringing up a topic. I think as as whoever is the leader of this household or the parents or whatever, it's like we can just say that's not, we're not going to go there right now. So I think diffusing intense emotional spaces before they kind of take on just take on their own realities is, is important um yeah how do you want
3: that i remember last year around this time I, I one of the parents in our group said that they established a rule with their son that um our time at home for the holidays is not going to be our opportunity to defend our position that's great mm-hmm. and Made that clear to their son. This is not an opportunity to defend your position. We know what your position is. We love you. And that's where we're going to leave it. So just making it very clear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, my family doesn't, you know, maybe have that dynamic uh, for Thanksgiving. But my dad does a beautiful job of every Thanksgiving. We start with the devotional. And you know that may be accompanied by some of me and my siblings and eye rolling but it's really beautiful because you start this meal it's not like Bible beating like you must come to Jesus and repent or you're go to hell but it's a really beautiful opportunity just you know with the Bible verse and just praying like Lord we love you we love your the way you provided for us I love my family there's something about that that creates a bit of a sacred space that maybe for some would incite something but there's something about it that's very beautiful so a good thing to do don't Don't be heavy handed. Don't pick like a verse from Leviticus about homosexual practices. (laughs) Not the time. We establish the ground rules. But like (laughs) do that. Like make it invite Jesus. Make it known that we're here ultimately to celebrate him and gratitude to him and like we believe those are good seeds to plant maybe more effective than why are you with him why do you live together you know kind of that sort of anger it's like I mean why not just have a little devotional heck it's not your thanksgiving us if you could do a little devotional and just invite the holy spirit to change the atmosphere I think that could be like an effective tool, at least if just for you, you're like, okay, I have the spirit. I
1: think it's so true. There's, I think we sometimes come under what I would say really is like a spirit of intimidation, like what people are bringing around me. This isn't even just holidays, but it's like, I'm around people who who think differently than I do. And so I, I come under this place of intimidation. There's so much pressure. I have to say the right thing, do the right thing. It's like, well, what you're saying, Katie, just offer your gift. And your gift is that, you know, and he loves you and he loves these other ones and so we can we can set quote unquote the spiritual atmosphere like this is how we're going to relate to each other I think it's so important I will say too you know again this this relates to the holidays indirectly but I, I know this one young woman who has a sister who's just been struggling in and out of the lifestyle but she knows her sister and she knows her sister is not necessarily doesn't doesn't have full conviction i'm a lesbian or whatever and in the seasons recent seasons she's just been having good dialogue with her easy over time and because of that she's maintaining relationship outside of the holidays so when she comes home for the holidays it's like we're just continuing our relationship with each other we're not Mm -hmm. at each other's throats because we've actually done our best to keep some kind of connection in the off season so Mm -hmm. to speak that helps Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I like what you said, Katie, because I also think too. Some of the parents that I've I've encountered, they're just slightly disempowered as as spiritual leaders of their family. So even setting that tone, like take your authority, like this is your house, and say, okay, yeah, maybe your kids are going to cringe, like, oh gosh, we've never done this for Thanksgiving. Okay, well, this is the first year, you know, read a little Bible, something, and just say we're going to call on the call on the Lord to be with us, and then leave it at that. Exactly. I think it's a great way for our people to be empowered. Right. Because you you as parents, you have authority in the spirit and you need to take that up. Right. You don't need to abdicate it because your son's gay identification is really kind of disempowering you. Like you can be empowered in the face of that. Right. You know, I have a question. What if, and I've encountered this a couple of times, what if the spouses are not in total agreement? You know, like let's say you have an on fire evangelical mother or a super Catholic father who wants to live in accord with the church's teaching, but the other spouse is like, I'm not there yet. Like, can you just kind of get over that and just welcome our son or daughter's identification? Do you suggest that these, I mean, of course, optimally they would be in some sort of agreement prior to the holidays, but what if that's not possible? What do you, how do you coach these ones through
3: this? Well, I think it just meeting on the ground where you can be in agreement, you know, s- focus on what you are in agreement with and, and stay there. Yeah. You know, again, it's not about defending your position um, as much as it is about defending your love for one another.
1: Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, in a family unit where that's the case, I mean, that's there's going to be some confusion <laughs> for everyone because mom and dad are in agreement. And so that is, that is complicated. But I would say perhaps to the one who is an identified like Christian and living that out in very conscious, you know, clear, conscious ways, still take your authority. Like mm-hmm. I- if that creates some kind of disruption between the spousal relationship, i.e. like the husband says, no, you will not do that. Okay, then I think you have to have maybe some more conversations behind the scenes saying, well, I'd really like to. Can we do that? And try to get try to get an agreement about that. Mm-hmm. But I do think where that's the case, like everyone's going to feel that we've we've got kind of a split house. Our house is not clear, even at a kind of fundamental in a fundamental way. And you just have to kind of accept that, I think. Do your yeah. best. Offer what you can in the authority that you have, mm-hmm. recognizing that you've kind of got another agent working against you in that <laughs> that authority. Yeah. So I think it's very difficult in those cases.
0: It yeah. almost seems to, like, to set aside time at night where you can kind of process with your spouse, too. Like, how did that go? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't go great. Okay, well, you know what? You tried. Yeah. So yeah. mercy to yourself. And hopefully your spouse can release some mercy over you, you know, yeah. cause like not all of these conversations are going to be like super seasoned and yeah. you know, with all of the therapeutic finesse, Yeah, it's like, man, that was kind of tough. And I think I kind of lost my temper, but we're doing it.
1: Yeah. I think that's such a good point, Marco. Like just being able to have an interaction, a conversation and then, Move on. It's yeah. like I yeah. didn't have to. I don't have to wait. That as like the end all be all moment right. defining this relationship. It's like well, that was awkward or that didn't go so smoothly, and kind of have a little bit of a lightheartedness about right. that. Like I. I can keep moving. I don't have to come under that. I think that would be maybe even particularly true of mothers who feel kind of so bonded with these ones that they birth, they love them, and then something goes wrong and it, it can throw the whole weekend off. It's like, well, what would, what would it take for that woman, that mother, that sister, whatever, that brother, could be anyone, but what would it take for them to just be able to say, you know what, I, I, I take this to you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just release it. I give it back to you give me a fresh mercy tomorrow (laughs) because I want to love these folks well. And I I didn't feel like I did great yesterday or they didn't do great with me and I'm bruised and this is hard. I I bind my wound to the cross. I think we do what we do in daily life as Christians. I think that's really important. Yeah. Quick release. Don't stay under it for four days straight. That's miserable for everyone.
3: Yeah. I, I really believe that the greatest thing parents can do as it relates to their prodigals is to pray. Absolutely. Oftentimes that's the only thing they can do. Um, but it's important to do it. And, you know, especially during, you know, before the holidays, get with your spouse, pray together for the gathering, invite the Holy Spirit to, to to direct the time, and just ensure there's that, that covering going into it, that covering for you yourself and how you're going to react and how you're going to engage. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like keep the cross, the boundary line right. between mm-hmm. you right. and your children. Like, that's so beautiful right. because overbearing parents well-meaning can, again, that, that can be quite the trigger for some of these ones. And so like, Lord, the cross is between us. You love them more than I do. You fight for them more than I fight for them. And so I witness you, Jesus. But yeah, it's the, it's the cross. That's what we do in living waters. (laughs) Like, okay, Lord, I give them to you. And then you can be joyous and you can actually love with magnanimity, wanting the best for them because you're like, Oh, they're yours, Jesus. Like my little missteps, whatever, like, They'll be okay. (laughs) They'll be okay. And you just like be free in the crucifixion on Thanksgiving, even though it's. Pre, you know even though it's Advent and the incarnation <laughs> we still proclaim <laughs> the crucified one in this holiday season
1: Amen. well and what's more fragrant what's more beautiful than somebody filled with life and joy the fruits of the spirit like that's yeah. attractive to mm-hmm. so anyone really. and if you're lost in darkness you're actually looking everywhere for something that is life and so if we're witnesses yeah. in that way we become we become the safe place yeah. we become the home that people want to go to even in their brokenness right. yeah.
2: so let's let's practice that. yeah I like that's important. Wear your cross. Like wear it. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I have On my little it. crucifix, exactly. and it's like, okay, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> you know oh what God. I mean? Like, how quickly forget. But do, like, <laughs> yes. honestly, icons, little yeah. pictures, yeah. like, center yourself before him and then it's like oh well yeah. it's, it's only going to be unto their good yeah. exactly if i'm before him so yeah exactly. i mean just be like jesus and it'll be fine
0: <laughs> katie <laughs> just, has a little catholic shop full of icons <laughs> I Shop Desert side. Stream.
1: That-
2: <laughs> no, it's my etsy all, f- <laughs> all I, fun's going I, to I macrame katie. obscure <laughs> saints i've never <laughs> heard of and i don't really know what macrame is i think that's tiling <laughs> with glue so also <laughs> wow I,
1: I think it's yarn.
2: Okay. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> I'm making a. a you clearly. Face. What is the thing? Stay when away you, from her Etsy. <laughs> what's it Would you. A mosaic? A mosaic, I guess? I so. don't know. Is that what you're thinking? With right. tiles? With tiles and you break it up, you know the oh the yeah mosaic, mosaic. <laughs> <The> mosaic. yeah, <laughs> oh, Macrameing <Wow>. mosaics <laughs> at Etsy.com of saints and maybe a sin. I'm de- I shatter their images and I put them back together with string. That's great.
0: I'm also thinking too. Um, we have this great resource. Uh, I forget what it's called, Dean, but it's like what's, what's the <laughs> thanks, Mark. It's a great
2: resource. We have many. Which one are you speaking? It's a It's, so great, good. it's a great resource that <laughs> I. Is it a book? One of our most
3: memorable resources.
0: (laughs) It's a book? No,
2: it's... Is it a song? (laughs) A movie.
0: We have songs.
2: Charades. Marco is doing charades. Sounds like
0: table. No, it's that resource that's like 10 ways to love your child who's LGBTQ identified, right? Yeah. And it's like cool off. Like it's so practical. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I think we should should, uh, direct people to you to get that if they need it. Show notes. I, can I link that? Yeah. Do we have a link? Okay. All right, great. I will link Absolutely. that. Because I think it's so helpful. Like, it's it's very practical cooling off. Like, when you feel like you're getting mm-hmm. super high strung in a conversation, probably to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think we need to serve the apple pie. Mm-hmm. You know? It's mm-hmm. apple pie Mommy made a delicious pumpkin pie, shall we?
2: Guys, <laughs> I'm going to call a timeout. I'm not bringing <laughs> out the pie. Uh. <laughs>
0: Welcome to our house. (laughs) I just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Food fixes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Segway is everything, right? Or (laughs) other (laughs) ones of like it's not about you. And Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew, um, Andrew's the one that made this this resource, and it's really helpful. Like the little paragraph says, like stop bringing up like I'm not going to have grandkids because of you, or you know (laughs) things like that. Don't do (laughs) that. Yeah, and I think no guilt trip. I think yeah, I think those things are just helpful points to remember right. as you're anxiously going into <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner. So, yeah, I'll try to link those in the show notes.
1: Well, I just want to say what you were saying, Dean, about just being a prayerful people. I do think having a few friends that you're just, like, texting, here's my prayer points for mm. this weekend. No, Would you good. pray with me? Like, yeah. enlist your community. It, everything feels a little easier when you know that someone's on your side, so whether your spouse is or isn't, mm-hmm. like, enlist a few people who you know are on your team and check in with them through the weekend too. It's just it, it's good to get outside of ourselves, like we're saying, and outside of our little <laughs> nuclear unit. It's like send me mm-hmm. to somebody at my church who can just say a little prayer for me. So rally, rally your people.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Anything else you want to say, or forever hold your peace. <laughs> oh <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for tuning wow, in, everybody.
3: <laughs>
2: Marco ruined the whole show with that. Aww. Please
0: please tune in to our next episode. Please,
3: please. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy
2: holidays. Enjoy Merry your family. Merry Christmas.